understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. First things first, before we jump into today's 15-Minute Friday, we are so excited to announce The Stranded Face Podcast's first major sponsor. Sponsoring this 15-Minute Friday is my favorite smoothie place, Blender's Smoothies in Tampa off of West Waters Avenue in the corner of Henderson in the Publix Plaza. You will not be disappointed and they are going to take 10% off your next smoothie. Tell them I sent you and use the code Jessica10. Again, Jessica10. And this is my favorite place, guys. Healthy options, no syrups, no extra sugars outside of the natural fruit. Perfect acai bowls, literally my favorite place. You are going to love it. Go get 10% off on me on your next smoothie using the code Jessica10. Now let's get into this 15-minute Friday. What's up? Welcome to the Stranded Phase Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hurley, and you are just in time for 15-minute Friday. A quick 15-minute episode you can take on your ride to work or on your way to happy hour, where we talk through just a few things, tips, tricks, stories, and applicable things that you can apply to your life right now. I want to talk today about the infamous thing we all have that we all struggle with the ego now here's why I'm talking about the ego today because I have heard this word used so loosely so often lately and about it being this um it's almost like this derogatory thing and you guys know me when I get all wrapped up in my research I want to make sure that I understand something Um, And particularly, I've heard the word ego used around childhood development, which is here nor there. This is not a mommy podcast. But however, dealing with my son and his temper tantrums, I've heard the word ego thrown around. And I was like, how can a one and a half year old have an ego? Um, And so just hearing this word a lot made me really dig deep. Um, And what really got me interested was I heard someone say that the ego is really just what one believes about oneself. And then I started thinking, okay, wait. So if the ego is just simply what one thinks about oneself, why is it so negatively associated? Like, I don't know about you guys, but I so often like grew up hearing the word ego as something that was almost in the way. Like in order to get to your truer self, you had to almost tame, suppress, or remove your ego, like, or you hear the word, he's egotistical, has been associated with, or he's got a big ego, he's got a ego this big, like his head is this big, I keep saying he, he or she, you know, her head is this big, she's got a huge ego, like it has been so derogatory from what I feel like for so long. And when I heard it's what one believes about oneself, I was like, wait a minute, so have we been using this the wrong way for so long? Or is just no one taking advantage of learning about it the right way? Because if it, if the ego is truly what one thinks about oneself, couldn't we really turn this thing around? Like, 
isn't the positive way to use the ego just changing what one thinks about oneself? Because I feel like we're really taught to fight the ego. And I think about when you take it all the way to like, I mean, how many like, people that are men that need to propose or get uh, such a bad, and uh, such a bad example to use right now in my circumstances. But, you know, I've had, I've had conversations with women that are waiting for their men to propose. And they're like, he just needs to get his ego out of the way. He's so focused on this and that and doing well at work. His ego's in the way, you know, he needs to get his ego out of the way to do what he needs to do. She needs to get her ego out of the way so that she can be a good leader. Like, it's almost considered like one of the biggest problems in the way of like getting to the next level for most people, or at least that's what I heard. So as I'm, as I'm kind of looking into this, now I get really confused around the idea of ego and pride. Because aren't they kind of used interchangeably? Like, I'm like, I hear she has too much pride. He has too much pride. Like, fairly so do I hear pride used in like a positive way. Like, pride is used as like, she's too prideful. She won't do that. Like, so here's a little bit about what I learned. Pride, which what I what what I feel like I have seen have now understand I now understand is that pride is almost used more often than most the wrong way. Pride is actually what one feels about themselves after accomplishing something or achieving something. So the term would be more like she's prideful about her work. You know, she's prideful about her relationship. You know, she's prideful about her podcast. So whereas ego is solely because of oneself, it's everything that it's oneself has either created, synchronized or agreed with about oneself, whether it be good or bad. And y'all know I'm all about rewiring and I'm obsessed with understanding why we believe what we believe about ourselves and kind of how to break those things down. Because then I started thinking like, so all these negative things that we believe about ourselves, that is also the ego. So if I'm depressed and and in debt, that's my ego. That's what I have taught myself to believe about myself. If I am happy and free, that's what I have taught myself to believe about myself. And what it kind of confirmed to me is that the ego is just like the mechanics or the backbone backing up what you believe based on one or a few traumatic events, right? So I'm making this up, but let's say over the last three years, I have checked my bank account and found myself in the negative. Like I was in the negative three times over three years. Well, now I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm never going to let this happen again. So I'm going to constantly tell myself that I'm broke and I don't have money. Therefore, the ego is going to say, you're right. You're broke and you never have money. Because technically the ego tells us what we're capable of believing and what we're capable of creating. It's like its mission is to basically back up what all you have seen and felt is true. And this is all what I always talk about, about synchronizing your steps that what you believe will eventually synchronize good or bad. So like, here's the short of it, right here. This is a quote out of a, uh, a great book. I am the ego's mission is to take the beliefs of the self and then turn them into the experiences of the self. So this is all back to manifestation and believing and deciding and then your steps being synchronized. And it's like almost like the, the, the ego is just what backs everything up and it's almost it's what you identify with like 
that's why we're so torn from it. It's what we identify with. The ego is when we identify, we identify our identity with material things, everything from material things to roles that we play as a, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a, I'm a podcast host. I'm this, like I, I have, my ego has connected my identity to that. You know, everything from that to social, social positions. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican, like social positions, roles, Benzes, Hummers, houses, money. Like I'm rich. I'm wealthy. Like all the things that the ego identifies with is literally backing it up. Like, and I found it so interesting. I actually read about how like the ego starts at such, I was talking about this earlier about the childhood and Eckhart Tolle gave a really great example about how the when all of the um the temper tantrums start with your children which is like what I'm going through now with my son who I'm about to strangle y'all not literally but oh my god um is that that's why they lose their mind when they see a toy they grab it they now have possession of it they feel like they own it and then you take it from them and they completely lose their shit like my son is like falling out throwing himself all over the floor like freaking out full out one minute like argument with himself until someone notices. And I'm sitting here wondering why. And he Eckhart totally explains how it's because he now identifies with the toy as his, he takes ownership. He it's, it's his possession and he now identifies with it. So, and then talks about how like you basically just grow from that to like, that's when the ego begins in a child. Cause they now identify with the toy, but you just basically grow into that forever and think about it. Like we just grow into bigger toys, bigger possessions and bigger problems. Like you're going to cry when someone takes your car, repossesses your car. You're going to cry when you lose your home. They're just bigger items and bigger things to own possession of because we identify with the things that we own and the people that we put our, our joy into. And so it's almost like the ego is a misconception of who we are. And I love when this stuff comes full circle because <laughs> I feel like it all comes full circle. So why this was so enlightening for me was because there are still times on this journey where I question my self-worth and not even knowing it either. It is not like I'm walking the streets like, am I good enough? Can I do this? No, my skill continues to prove over and over again that I have the skill set to do everything and anything that I need to do. However, I question my worth in other aspects of, you know, what I charge, um, working with bigger and better people. Um, when people ask me, do I know how to do something and I don't know how to do it? I completely question my self-worth, which makes me question my confidence and I wear it all over my sleeve and then what does the ego do the ego backs it up so it's like like I had someone that I was potentially going to work with the other day we had a, a consultation call a conversation she asked me if I knew how to do something I did not know how to do it just not by choice just I haven't gotten to that level yet um and when I said no I probably pondered on it for the next 24 hours about how how did I not know how to do this you know, am I even, and it led me to question all the way down back to like, do you even know what you're doing? Are you even ready for this? Can you, can you handle this workload? Are you going to be capable of working with these 
caliber of clients. Like, and then the ego just backs it up. Like, yeah, you're probably not ready. Like, yeah, you know, and then now your steps are synchronized to just confirm that. So like the ego creates this around your identity. It starts to become a part of who you are, which is the misconception of who you are. So the uniqueness of this is how do you flip that? And I go back all the way back to the beginning of the ego being egotistical, being, you know, your ego being too big. You need to remove the ego. You need to get your ego out of the way. I don't think we remove it. I don't think we get rid of it. I think it serves a high, innate, amazing purpose in our lives. I think we just switch around what we do with it. And all that really backs down to is what we believe about ourselves And I've heard this once and I'll repeat it a thousand times. What you believe about yourself is based off one or a few traumatic events that you tied to an, it was an emotional experience and you confirmed it for yourself. So you had your heart broken and you said, that's it. I will never love again in order to protect yourself. And now every single time that arises, you try to protect yourself and you say, no, never again. And you synchronize all your steps to make sure that any man that comes in your path that acts a certain way is you throw that wall up so that you don't have to feel what you felt that one time based off that one emotional experience, which I could do a whole nother podcast on that, but it's likely that you will very much miss an opportunity. And I could, I could boil this down all the way to women and how they act around other women. And we're all we're all repeating over and over again, community over competition or collaboration over competition. But is it really like we'll get in a room of women and most of us don't even know how to act because we're either jealous, hating, curious, or don't believe in the next woman. Um, and we allow our insecurities to come out when in all reality, we could be missing on out on hundreds and thousands of opportunities by collaborating with one another because the ego won't let us because one time some girl that I collaborated with or hung out with on the playground or my best friend at the time dated my ex-boyfriend did something to hurt me and took advantage of me. So now that I'm in this room of other women, I'm allowing my ego to tell me that you're not this type of chick. You identify with this. Therefore you cannot let your guard down and hang out, you know, collaborate with these women, even though you've been preaching it all forever and a day. So I hope I didn't go too deep or get all over the place, but I found this topic super interesting because we all have an ego. How can we use it to our advantage? And I truly just think that starts with what we believe. And if any of you are like in the first steps of understanding what you believe about yourself, I'm asking you just do 21 days of 10 minutes of quiet time a day and dig into your deepest parts of yourself when you can almost find yourself thinking less. I I can't say that you'll stop thinking. I've never been able to stop thinking. But when it just feels really quiet and you can kind of go to an innocent place and think to yourself, item by item, is this really true? Like, do I not believe in love because these three men broke my heart, you know, over a 10 year span? Not really. I do believe in love. I still want to be loved. I'd love to be loved. I just am doubtful because of what happened with these three men. That's factual. Not what you have identified with now because of trying to protect yourself. So roll back, pedal back to these beliefs that you have 
and just start getting really quiet and meditating or meditating or journaling or whatever it is and get some of these these beliefs on paper and figure out how to reconstruct them so that you can allow the ego to work for you and align those beliefs in a good way to push you like I truly believe right now that I am happy and free. I won't let a piece of my body think otherwise. Like I, your girl is happy as ever, happier than I've ever been and free as a bird. And I will not let my soul, my past, my present, my mistakes, my fears, let me think anything else. And I expect the ego to back that up and work in my favor. So just keep in mind the ego is what one one what one has created about oneself, good or bad. And pride is basically how you feel after an achievement or success, which ideally to me could be motivating. The ego can be crippling if you allow it. I think pride can be motivating and motivating to others as we all continue to strive for success. You know it. Happy Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And you know I love you guys. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.